You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Remember this one? Uh, that's what this, <laughs> this, this podcast is going to just turn into. You, you remember sure, this song? Hey, why not? You know what? Why talk about this movie? We just uh, because it's awesome. Remember this fucking? Oh god damn! No. <laughs> bitty bitty bum. No, no, it's not bitty bitty bum bum. It's, it's the recipe. Remember that 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 part in history where like dark time for the rebellion radio was just lousy with like a bunch of like Spanglish songs. Oh yeah, that were just teaching us dances with our hands. (laughs) Yeah, the Macarena. Like yeah, that's around the same time. They had Macarena. They Uh had this. It was just it had nothing to do with like if it was from the hips down. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. (laughs) But if you were doing like shit, I can do it. Any dance that can be done at a wedding. I'm there. <laughs> this is synchronized. Joel Bernson is the wedding dancer. <laughs> Let's go to work. <laughs> I fucking hate that. Every listen, please, listeners. When you have a wedding, make sure your DJ does not uh, pay him whatever it takes for him to not play that. It's not, it's not the Cupid Shuffle. What is that called? No. Now you guys see the thing is One Tess, clap, two Tess time. and I all this week at work. Uh-huh. We've been like. Going into Cupid Shuffle, and we're like, downtown Julie Brown, Julie Brown. Downtown That's a callback to last week's uh, Fist of the North Star episode. Yeah. Fisting of the North Star. Oh, that's dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hey, oh, by the way, yeah, happy hey. birthday to your wife, oh, yes. Jenna Bernson. Yes, she is. If it weren't for Lauren Bernson, she'd be my favorite Bernson. <laughs> we saw that comment. <laughs> Let me tell you, you made her day uh, when yeah. she saw that comment. Oh, good. Because uh, your dad beat you to uh, the wishing of the happy birthdays. And she saw, oh, Joe Cucinati, we should she clicked on it. And like, oh, look, not my, that she doesn't my dad, dad is dad. a like, 68-year-old retiree. He's got nothing to he's do. He's on huh? Facebook or he's going to the grocery store. Like, that is, those are his things. Sometimes he combines the two, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. A little checkout out Facebooking. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but when she finally saw you, uh, you comments, she got a little chuckle out of it and uh-huh. then also warmed, warmed good, her heart. Good, good. So, well, I hope it was a happy birthday. You. It was a happy what birthday. What did you do? Dude, I saw your post. What did you like, do? 30 years ago, the, <laughs> it, the stars aligned and in the moon was shining a, a bright blue hue. I and didn't that's do all when that. Two, two mythical creatures, a unicorn and a tiger, came together <laughs> and made love. And they gave birth to the woman that I ended up asking to marry me on the steps of, of like Costa Rica. And So everything you just said was, is much better awesome. than mine. It was awesome, but it makes every fucking dude look bad. Stop that but shit. I've done it to myself because every year now, thanks Facebook, by the way, for uh, Memorial realizing all of our, our happy birthday posts forever because then you see uh, it'll always compare like oh look back oh look all the sweet things you said last year and you uh-huh. have to like one up yourself so not only am I screwing you but I'm screwing myself too because now it's like oh fuck it's going to get to the point where I'm going to have to write like a, a yeah. novel yeah. on Facebook no to- you, there's going to be fucking pictures of you with like a, a hippo with a, a unicorn horn in the backyard and her <laughs> riding it is like you know mythical a mythical creature for my mythical love <laughs> It wasn't even anything like, like that. It was just you. all I did was type in the date of the uh, the year and the the date that she was born. Meanwhile, like Sarah comes home and I'm like, stuff. "Happy birthday! I got you animal fries." <laughs> hey man, that's uh, that's that's every girl's dream. <laughs> Congratulations, baby! You married the Kmart of husbands. <laughs> You're the blue light special <laughs> of uh, I companions. Love that song. Let the blue light special. 
Shine a light on me. But we did have a good birthday. It, it turned into a birthday weekend. Yeah. Um, and uh, which is also like Memorial Day weekend. So it's nice. That little you three day weekend. You memorialized your your beautiful wife. That's right. I, yeah. I, I do every year. Uh huh. Because uh, it's the same every year. Did you realize her that? birthday the is the same happened? every year? Yeah, yeah, I know it's weird. <laughs> um, but uh, she. Uh, so we because it was so hot outside, and because we were going to have some sun. So and, hot, and we have no pool. Uh, so hot here. I went down to Target and uh, procured a little inflatable pool. Whoa! Threw that up in the backyard, nice. filled it up. All right. And then uh, it was it was it was a nice temperature, right? It was like seventies, eighties outside. Mm-hmm. Not quite hot enough to keep the water in the pool yeah. at a comfortable level. So uh, every 15, 20 minutes or so, I'd come in here with a big uh, bucket <laughs> and uh, put some hot water in, it, and I was just dumping it into the pool to keep it at a uh, a non cryogenic temperature. You were like Andrew so McCarthy in, uh, in, uh, in Weekend at Bernie's, Weekend at Bernie's where they right. had the little pool up on the roof. That's exactly what that That's was like. Great. Yeah, except it wasn't during work hours, a, d- and no Jonathan Silverman. Sadly, <laughs> well, you know what? No, sadly, I think any weekend without Jonathan Silverman is a success. Yeah, but it's not a weekend because we Bernie's. know what you've done, Jonathan Silverman. Yeah, we're looking at we you. Know. And then you changed his name to Sarah. <laughs> yeah, had that sex change. Not, not fooling anybody. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anything else this weekend? You see anything interesting? You know, I wanted to. See, no, let's see. I'm trying to think if we saw a movie or not. Um, we're we're still going back and uh, kind of revisiting some of the Marvel movies. Uh-huh. We're still on that End Game high. Which uh, man, we've seen that three times now, and it keeps getting better every single every time, time I see, see it. it. Uh, I do, I do think it's better than Infinity War now. I can't, um, I can't go down that road with you. Yeah. I still think Infinity War is better. Uh, I, I mean, I liked it. They're both Look, good. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I don't think there's really anything wrong with Endgame. Um, I, I think that they stuck the landing of all the things that are going on this yes. year yeah. with Veep ending, with uh, with Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones ending, mm-hmm. with the Marvel first phase yeah. here. This whole like Jessica Infinity Jones thing. Dude, <laughs> I just saw the fucking trailer for Jessica Jones season three. Yeah, why? Don't even do it. Like oh, that was one of the, it's, t- in my opinion, one of the weakest of the Marvel shows. Sure. Give Daredevil another season. Give Punisher another season. For God's sake! But no, but they this one was still in in the pipeline. As you know, Marvel Disney's trying to get all the Marvel properties off yep. of Netflix. They still had this one contracted and ready to go. So. I guess I'll uh, I'll Won't suffer be tuning through in this, for that, huh? Oh, but I just I feel like it's going to be a real lackluster way to end the MCU stuff on Netflix. Huh? <laughs> uh, it was really good. Thanks. <laughs> I have no comments to that because I haven't seen any of those except for the first half of the season of Daredevil. Yeah, which I enjoyed, but it wasn't enough to stick around. There's too much TV. There's too much media. Yeah. To consume. Yeah, we got another Stranger Things season coming up, and I got I feel like I have to go back and Look, revisit I that. Don't, I don't disagree that there isn't there, there's a lot of media, mm-hmm. but I don't like we're not forced to consume all of it. Like you don't have to consume it. You just it said all. you were gonna force yourself to sit through Jessica Jones. Because I sat through the first two seasons. You're a completionist. So I, figured, I am a bit of a completionist. Yeah. It, what's weird, I'm a pleasure delayer and a completionist. Hmm. Where does that put me? A com a compl a compleasure. <laughs> Deletionist. We come back. Come back twenty minutes later. You're still workshopping I'll have, names. I've worked it. Together. I need a pencil and some paper and figure out what this is. Well, I saw a couple of movies. Oh, tell uh, me. Not at the theater. Do tell. But uh, I checked out. I don't know if you knew this existed, Joel. There's a movie called. You may have heard of this in 1992. Mm-hmm. There was a movie called Backdraft. Oh, yes. Starring Kurt Russell. Oh, Ron Howard. Film. Ron Howard directed right. it. William Baldwin was in that thing. That's right. Robert De Niro. Great film. I forgot De Niro's in that. Yeah. There's a little movie now called Backdraft 2. Oh. Came out on video. And uh, I just, <laughs> Was it in theaters? I don't think no. so. I, I don't think no it ever had a theatrical release. I, um, 
I was watching it while I was waiting for some stuff to come in from a client. I was like, fuck it, I'll watch some of this. And like <laughs> Work hours? Okay. I was surprised. I didn't hate it, uh, at least the first half. Then I went home and lived my life. <laughs> and then I came back to work today and finished it off. Second half, not quite as good. Oh, it's too bad. Yeah, you start to figure out like, oh, this is why I didn't get a theatrical release. It did not release. stick the landing. Um, Donald Sutherland back. In this movie, and giving like 150 percent in his he's, role. Speaking of 150, like isn't that how old that motherfucker is? I Probably. Forget. He's one of those guys where if you told me he had died 10 years ago, it would have been like, oh yeah, I remember. I remember the day we the lost day, Donald Sutherland. We lost Donald Sutherland. The clumsy waiter. My favorite. He's really good in this, and so the story. The guy who plays our our main protagonist, Sean McCaffrey. He um. Have you ever seen Across the Universe? Uh, no, but I know of it. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Oh, look it up. He's in Across the Universe, and he plays not the lead, but he's like the second male lead. He's really good. A good actor, um, and, and he plays a fairly good role. This, his story, his arc, is pretty compelling. He's the son of Kurt Russell. Of and course. And he's, he's also now an arson investigator, and he's got kind of a hard edge. Oh, I he, do know this guy. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and you find out the reason he's got this hard edge is because... He's got, like, these daddy issues. His father's dead. Of course. And nobody's told him why his father is dead. Spoiler like, What alert, really happened. And so you're getting some of that background kind of drama going on with him. Meanwhile, he's investigating this arson that's caused him to have to go do kind of a Hannibal Lecter, Silence of the Lambs oh, thing. Oh, cool. With the Donald Sutherland character. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah. No, that all works. Then, like, you've got William Baldwin who comes back. And William Baldwin who is now turned into young Alec Baldwin. Oh, they switched places, <laughs> they've, huh? They've kind of switched places. It's he interesting. Just, he looks like Alec Baldwin circa um, The Departed. Oh, that's yeah. a good era for him. But he comes in and he's just like rattling off lines from the first movie. Like At one point, he's dressing down his nephew and he's like, look, your career dissipation light is starting to blink into overtime. I'm like, okay, look, bitch, I know... <laughs> That De Niro said that line a couple times it's in the movie. Back. He's, he says that to J.T. Walsh at the end. He's like, you see that little blinking light in the corner of your eye? That's the career dissipation light, and it's starting to go into overtime. Like, and it's a cool line. Like, mm-hmm. when De Niro gives it, like, it's fucking fantastic. But then, like, Baldwin's throwing it out, like, all willy-nilly. Like, it's something he's always said. Like, <laughs> he's just an old-timer firefighter, and he's just always said this stuff. Um, at the end of the day, I don't regret watching it. I just regret... <laughs> That they didn't know how to stick that landing. That's too bad. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's it's easy to come up with a good premise, Joe. Oh, absolutely. It's difficult to write a story around it sometimes mm-hmm. and, and, and build a plot. Uh, much much build like a plot and build characters. Much like the uh, movie we're talking well, about. Well, we're today. not. We're, look, I'm dude, not. I'm not segueing. I'm just you saying that fucking gun. <laughs> I'm not saying we have to get there. There. I'm just, that's a, that's a that's a little breadcrumb. Follow my you. trail. Well, now I have no choice but to go there. No, you don't have to. Thanks for making it organic. Well, you know a movie I watched. What? Napoleon Dynamite. Oh. This is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. <laughs> it's Joe. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Damn sometimes it. they're good movies. Sometimes bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other, with you, our lovely editing bay listeners. And lately, we've been uh, yep. live casting here on Facebook and uh, trying to keep up with the times. <laughs> Someday we'll be on MySpace. We should really uh, <laughs> post this on uh, on our Editing Bay page. If yeah. we were a podcast of any uh, of any stature. Of our grit. Mm-hmm. From soup to nuts. <laughs> I'm just going to throw out all these cliches. That Actual you saying, Joe. I don't Actual think that's a real thing. Saying. I think you make that up. Everybody just left the room. Uh, we invite you to take part in the discussion. We've got a Facebook page. If you're listening to this and not watching already on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, just go to uh, facebook.com slash editing bay or in the search bar, 
put in editing bay, find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us and let us know what you think about the movie of the week. And if you've got ideas for movies for us to watch and talk about in the future, you can put your suggestions there as well. This week, oh, Joel's pick. Ooh, I know what movie we watched over the weekend. Here we go. Um, Away We Go. You familiar with that movie? It had Maya Rudolph. And uh, who's the guy? And John Krasinski. That dude. Krasinski. Yeah, and uh, really a, 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 a big cast of a lot of like knowns. N- six, seven years old. I think uh, longer than that. It's yeah. like uh, 2005 or eight or something like that. Holy shit. Um, you ever seen that? Directed by Sam Mendes. I had no idea Sam Mendes was involved. Oh, James in that. Bond's Sam Mendes? I like to think of him as American Beauty's Sam Mendes. Little Children's Sam Mendes? True Blood's Sam Mendes. That's right. Wait, True Blood? Yeah, the HBO show about the he vampires. He did True Blood? He produced it, and then I think you know how they do. They, he like directed the pilot. I want to do bad things to you. That's a great show, man. <laughs> Never stuck it out to the end, though. No? No. Oh. Did not stick the landing on True Blood. <laughs> well, uh, how do you know if it stuck the landing? But away, no, no, I'm saying I didn't oh, stick didn't the stick. landing with that show. Gotcha. Uh, but away we go. Really good. Like, very powerful. Um, although, it's one of those movies where you're spending 90% of the time with some deplorable individuals. Oh. A, a basket of deplorables, gotcha. if you will. Okay. Um, all the characters they kind of meet. It's really about them. They're, they've gotten pregnant. They're kind of a, a young couple. Um, and they're trying to figure out where they want... Are you familiar with this film? No. Nope. Trying to figure out where they want to live. It's a little indie film. Um, and uh, so they're visiting different cities. Uh, and the people they know, though, oh, I have an old friend in Indianapolis. Oh, my parents live in, in whatever, Tucson. Let's go see if we want to move there before we have this child. So it's like that Seth Rogen, Barbara Streisand movie? Uh, where they're just driving around? Is that a film? Yeah, we watched it. Oh, no. We watched it you for and this I podcast. Did? Yeah. What was it called? <laughs> I think it really made an impression it was, on it me. It was called, like, Mom Trip or, or some shit. I, I don't, don't think know. we did Yeah, that. we did. Yeah. Really? Yeah, like where they stop off at a restaurant in Texas and she oh, eats a big steak. Shit. I do remember that. <laughs> oh, no. It's a little details. you got to throw out scenes sometimes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Listen to our whatever the name of that movie was <laughs> episode. Um, yeah. So uh, away we go. Away we go. Would you recommend it? I would recommend it with the caveat that um, really there's some unlikable actors in here, but uh, not actors, but the, the characters they're playing. That's cool. But, no, that's great because when you talk about unlikable characters and unlikable actors, oh, come on. that brings us to the movie of the night. I disagree. A little Napoleon Dynamite. So fun. 2004. Four. Directed by Jared Hess, who also gave us Nacho Libre, mm-hmm. Gentleman Broncos, and Masterminds. Yeah, which uh, I I had no idea he had done that. I liked it on, uh, or I saved it. I added it to my list on Your Netflix queue? in my queue. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it looked funny. I had no idea he was attached to that. Oh. Uh, because I was watching this wondering, what, did, what happened to this guy? What happened to him? What happened to John Hedder? Heater? Hedder? Um, John Hedder did like a bunch of films. He, he did, did like Blades of Glory. He did Blades of Glory. With Will Ferrell. He, he did that movie with, um, with uh, oh man, what's his name? Sling Blade. Uh, 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 Billy Bob Thornton? Billy Bob Thornton, yeah, where Billy Bob Thornton plays like his high school gym coach who ends up dating his mom. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Really, Woodcock. Really burned out there for yeah. a while. Oh, yeah, there it is. The Benchwarmers. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Benchwarmers, yes. I mean, if you do uh, a Rob Schneider movie, you're destined for greatness. <laughs> his, his career trajectory is just through the roof. No, uh, I... Um, I, okay, we'll get into it. Okay. I am not surprised that this Jared Hess guy has kind of disappeared, though. Uh, the budget for this movie, though, $400,000. I know. 
brought in 46.1 million. This was crazy. I, uh, I I was afraid when I when I started watching it again, and uh, it said uh, an MTV production, an MTV film. Mm-hmm. That's always a bad sign. I, I think we've done several on this podcast here. Uh, none of them have really been Hardball was the name of the movie with Jeff ah, Schneider. There you go. I Thank remember you, Jen. that. Uh, oh, there you go. Look See, at that. See, when we actually pay attention to what people are saying. Yeah. Uh, instead of like the next day after we <laughs> well, post the episode. It, okay, so uh, we've done the live video thing a couple of times, but we haven't had like the laptop. Like I'm watching it here on the laptop now. We used to just, it would just be on the phone, which is across the room, and I cannot see what anybody's typing yeah, there. You really so need a bigger phone there, but. kind of nice. Well, yes. I need a bit. It's not the size of the phone. <laughs> Uh no okay so uh so yeah forty six point one million that's crazy yeah uh, I, I, no surprise they tried to spin this off into like an animated show I had no idea there was an animated series yeah um but but I guess it only lasted one season it's hard to ca- recapture the magic that is Napoleon Dynamite because this really is lightning in a bottle I have no okay <laughs> I have I have a weird was like, having a conniption fit I well I have a weird kind of horrible history with this movie. This movie, especially in 2004, kind of represents a time that was a little tumultuous for me. Like, I kind of had a... I had a rough breakup, and I had seen this movie with the girl that I was seeing. Well, you're bringing your own shit into it. Okay, no. I'm not just bringing my shit in, because that's what I thought I was doing, Mm -hmm. and then I watched this movie again, and I felt a little justified. But I saw this movie, and this movie kind of reminds me of that, like... After seeing that movie, and it was a kind of movie like she really dug it, and I think because she really dug it, I liked it, uh, and then I revisited it after the breakup and was like, fuck this movie. Don't you think, though, uh, that maybe And then it's... revisited it again and was like, okay, it's kind of funny, and then revisited it again and was like, no, uh, this movie's kind of garbage. But for you, it's always going to have that stank on it, and you're always going to associate it with her. I don't. I think you're, you're bringing your own baggage into it. Though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I, whereas I have no baggage, I'm like an innocent baby born Bilbo into the baggage. world of Preston, Idaho. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. The people who hold like the licensing for uh, Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. are missing out on an opportunity by not having Bilbo baggage. Bilbo <laughs> they really, they really need to have Bilbo baggage, like just baggage for like for little people. Yeah, yeah, like the rolling suitcases and. Oh. No, because now, now what I'm doing is uh, I'm thinking of my own uh, lines of, uh, of businesses. That Fro- Frodo you could, baggage? Yeah, or or just uh, fr- some frozen yogurt. You get, you get a Frodo Froyo. <laughs> what else? What else we got? <laughs> uh, no, okay, so this movie came out in 2004. We've done a few movies from 2004, so I'm just going to hit some of the oh, highlights. We haven't done this in a while. Uh, Friday Night Lights, mm. Ocean's 12, uh, yeah. The Girl Next Door. I'm a big fan of that one. Uh, Is that the one with Alicia Cuthbert? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hotel Rwanda, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Oh, my favorite. Finding Neverland, The Terminal, Shaun of the Dead. Ooh. Also, the Dawn of the Dead remake. Zack Snyder, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. The Notebook, uh, The Passion of the Christ. One of my favorite Michael Mann movies, Collateral, came out that yeah. same year. Uh, it also gave us Spider-Man 2, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes. The Aviator, Sideways, Million Dollar Baby, Kill Bill Volume 2, The Incredibles. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Man on Fire, Dodgeball, and 13 Going on 30, and the Thomas Jane Punisher movie. All right. I'd say uh, we're net positive coming out of the 2004. It's it's not bad. 2004 was an okay year. What was the number one song of 2004? (laughs) Um, Larger Than Life by uh, Backstreet Boys. Take that. Rewind it back. Ah. It's Yeah Yeah. by uh, Usher featuring Lil Jon and Ludacris. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Luda. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Man, a white friendly hip hop. A good year. Take that. Rewind it back. Little John got the beat to make a booty go. Uh, uh. Take that. 
All right. Uh, no, nobody wants so to So Napoleon Dynamite. We just lost all of our viewers What the on fuck Facebook is forever. the point of this movie? The, the point is... What's your point, dude? Joe, the point What's is... What's your point, Walter? The point is to surprise and delight, which is exactly what this film does. Did it, though? Yes! Because these are the most unlikable people. Nah. Like, they're seriously unlikable. Napoleon Dynamite is our protagonist. He is the person we're going on this adventure he's with. He's an underdog, and Joe. he's not an underdog. He's unlikable. Nah, he's, he's just... He's selfish... And he's he's unsympathetic. He's socially awkward. Uh, no, he's he's a, he's a troubled youth just trying to make it in in rural Idaho. Yeah. Which when does this movie take place? Thank you. That is the the first time I saw this movie. I was like, oh, what a cute little period piece. Obviously, we're in the 1980s. We've got but, Walkmans but and we, VCRs, but we're not and and wired telephones because Napoleon's dancing to Jamiroquai. <laughs> yes, and then the uh, and the then cheerleaders with Summer at with the end, Larger Than Life, yeah. which came out in '99. Because at first I was thinking like, and they're on the internet. So I'm like, okay, That's right. so maybe this is an early to mid-90s movie, but then Backstreet Boys comes on with that song, and yeah. I'm like, okay, that takes us into 99. When the fuck does this movie take place? I think w- what they're going for is that rural Idaho is just that far behind the rest of America. Like, they're, they're, they're stuck in the 80s, even though it is the year 2004? Is that what we said? <laughs> yeah, that's the year when the of movie our Lord. came out. Yeah. So, so we're saying that because everybody, it's not just Napoleon. Like he's not just captured in this time. No, everybody. Like everybody around the fashion. him. Fashion, yes. Mm-hmm. Uncle Rico. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only person that made me think it was the mid nineties was uh, Diedrich Bader as Rex. <laughs> Rex Quando. Yeah, Rex Quando with his American pants. And what stuff. are my favorite uh, cameos? Two, uh, one of the two best characters in this movie oh, is yeah? Rex, and he's only in the movie for like fifteen seconds. Who's the other one? Starla. No, Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico is fantastic. John Grice as Uncle Rico is just fucking out of this world. Yeah, they they had seen some uh, some screen test that he had done for something else. Yeah, and uh, just offered him the role like without oh. even having an audition. Thought so it was that good. He was in Tombstone as well, right? Wasn't he? I in think Tombstone? so. And he played one of the Clantons or something. Also in uh, Men in Black, he's the guy driving the uh, the bus, the truck at the that's beginning. That's right. Yeah, he's bringing the illegals he, across the border. Yeah, yeah that's Has right. A, he's a little all cameo sweaty there. and shit. But man, he is. But. Joe, you're shooting your theory in the foot because no, you're not. saying that like everybody's unlikable, and yet because the you sun just shines listed. on a dog's ass sometimes. <laughs> you just listen. Sun shines on a dog's ass sometimes. Even a piece of shit might look pretty good from far away. You might think it's a door knocker, <laughs> but then when you get close to it, it's a piece of shit. What is that from? I don't know. I just made it up. Oh, okay. my brain. I thought you, <laughs> you were quoting something. No, he's one of the most unlikable characters in this film, and yet he's your favorite. See, but the thing is, John Gray, Uncle Rico. Uh, it's like this character gets where he's supposed to fit in in this movie. Mm-hmm. And so he exists in this universe seamlessly, but also is able to transcend that and is entertaining and engaging at the same time. Napoleon, John Hedder is Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, man. He doesn't... I'm not engaged at all with this character. <laughs> Maybe not so... I, I hear what you're saying. They're all kind of two-dimensional. They're kind of paper thin. But there are moments... There are uh, moments of, of kind of comedic genius, I think, in this film. And it doesn't. It's not from the dialogue. It's not from the story. It's not from the plot. It's just the, these little moments that happen. Like uh, seared in my brain are are images of him, you know, when he slaps Kip and then runs away. Uh-huh. When uh, the guy pushes him up against a locker and he does the kick afterwards. Him climbing over the fence when he's uh, fighting Uncle Rico and trying to get away. Uh-huh. And just that fall that he takes, uh, even to little things like Tina the Llama. When he's trying to feed Tina the Llama and he's throwing the food, there's a quick cutaway shot of the llama reacting. I'm sorry, I, I laughed out loud at this film several times, uh, and it, I, I, I've seen it three or four times now, and mm-hmm. uh, it, I, I think it still holds up. It's, you can't quantify. That's why I say it's, um, it's not something that you can plan for, that there, it was just 
fun characters uh, in a in a unique setting. You know, they, I'll tell you, Joe, it's refreshing to not have a film be set in like either New York or L.A. Uh-huh. So much of the films we see is Hollywood eating its own tail. I hate when they when they name movies after things that only New Yorkers or or people who live in Hollywood would know. Mulholland Drive. Who the fuck knows what okay, that is? Okay, but you're talking about a small percentage of movies. No, that, well, no, you are Mulholland Drive. You're talking about that. You just that's a movie from like 15 years ago. I know, but but I'm saying if you if we added up if we took all the films and like and, Escape from New York. There you that's, go. That's but that's a really accessible film. It opens the movie with this is the area, blah 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 blah. Like it tells you everything about New York, and it's not specific to like the city. Like I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like there's um uh there's what God what the fuck is the Vanilla Sky? Uh, right. If you're to listen to Cameron Crowe talk about that movie, he's giving you all this weird like New York vernacular, like talking about Dumbo, which is down under Manhattan Bridge overpass. Right. Uh, but people don't know that, but people are using that term in the movie. Mm-hmm. Hey, meet me at Dumbo. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Only New Yorkers will know what that is. It's kind but, of condescending. But I kind of feel like, I feel like that's such a small percentage. That's when you talk down and to this someone. Doesn't, this does, but this doesn't do any better. I would, ra- I would rather somebody at least give me a close idea as to where I am instead of putting me in Utah. <laughs> it's Idaho. In, it, no, it's Utah. No, it's Idaho. Is it is it Idaho? Preston, sure? Idaho. Yeah. Okay. That's where they that's where they shot it. And that's Sorry, Jen. Set. She said it was Utah. Jen, you're wrong, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <Talking> shit! To you. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Idaho. I'm sorry. Uh, that's according to IMDb. They're all the same to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but it's 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 it doesn't. It's ha- it. What is it? <laughs> just it's say it. it. What is it? It doesn't hang its hat on where it is and what the setting is. You just get the idea. It do- Wait, no, it does. It relies very heavily on where the setting is. How can you say those that when you things, didn't even know where it was? That, no, no, no. But I'm saying like the world that impacts Napoleon mm, mm. is very like the fact that when he tries to get a job and he's doing that shit in the chicken coop, like that where he lives impacts greatly this character. The fact that, you know, he makes six bucks moving chickens. <laughs> it's like six hours worth of work. It's like this weird, like, Spike Jones meets Wes Anderson, and it doesn't mix well for me. Oh, really? You don't yeah. think so? No. I thought he brought his own style um, that yeah, maybe is a little derivative of other... Actually, was Wes Anderson a huge thing back then? When did Rushmore come out? Wes, Wes Anderson was definitely a thing at this point. Yeah, but... Rushmore came out in, like, 99, no. 2000? Yeah, Rushmore came out. Rushmore came out not long after Armageddon. Yeah, because they do they do an Armageddon skit in the movie. <laughs> I typed in Rushmore. Rushmore. That's Nin- the French well, version. Ninety eight. There you go. Yeah, there but, you go. All right. So Wes Anderson was definitely a thing. All right. Uh, so Bottle Rocket was his first movie. That's true. Yeah, it was yeah. like ninety six. Right? Uh-huh. All right. All right. So inspired by that, but still, I again. This movie is more than the sum of its parts. It's the, it's the art direction. I love the opening title sequence. Th- that with I agree with you. I think what that a is, great way a great to start opening the film. title sequence and to find out that they didn't have one originally. Yeah. And the opening was just supposed to be when he gets up from his desk mm-hmm. and there's Napoleon Dynamite etched into his desk. Yeah. But the fact that they added, they retroactively threw in that title sequence, which and if is you, really well done. And if you notice, all of the, the dishes, all of the, the food are uh, things that... People, some of the characters eat throughout the throughout uh-huh. the film. You got yeah. the tater tots. Mm-hmm. You got the peanut butter and jelly sandwich that uh, Deb See, eats. Now we get to the thing that like the, the Austin Powers esque fucking Beavis and Butthead factor <laughs> of this movie. That like everybody was fucking quoting this movie when it came out. Okay, see now this is why I think you have everyone sounding like a fucking moron. Hey, 
give me your tuts, man. Give me your t-. like. And, and I get it. I get it. Was it. Hot. Like, every generation we have one of those movies. It's like super quotable, and people. But like going back to it, it's horribly dated. But how can you know? Jenna made the point. Uh, she was like, "What about uh, Scott Pilgrim?" We quote Scott Pilgrim all the time. That movie's coming on ten years yeah. old. It's witty and it's intelligent. The dialogue is yeah. really Just good. Just like it's Napoleon snappy. Dynamite. No, <laughs> Napoleon. Dude, no, I'm not going to defend. Like I'm a lot, and that. a lot of this stuff in this movie, like it plays like a bad high school play. Yes, like that's where the charm comes that's from. Not it's so charm. Charming. I don't know. Maybe my taste has changed, and I just can't appreciate something like that. But like they're in the dance. Like, are you having fun? Yes. You guys want to go dance? <laughs> no. Like again, if you look at it on paper, um, there's no way this film gets made. But it's the the performances he's able to draw out. J- just I laugh just at the two of them, just at Pedro and and uh, Napoleon, just s- staring at each other, having like a, a minimal dialogue. Uh-huh. Like there's something about the look and the the. I don't so you're, know. You're, it's it, unquantifiable. I, I guess so. I, it's it's obviously a very uh, subjective film. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I can't go 40 minutes into a movie and not understand what the mission statement is. Like, not understand okay. what is supposed to be going on with this character. We are 40 minutes into this movie before Napoleon realizes, you know what? I kind of want to have a girlfriend to go to the dance. <laughs> like, that's it. And the only reason he wants a girlfriend is because... Pedro is interested in girls. All right. He's like, I think I'll ask her out, maybe. You know, and yeah. like, he he decides, oh, okay, well, I should probably ask a girl out, too. It's about high school life. It's about being bullied. It's about going to the prom. That's it's fine, about trying to fit in. Have, you have to have a, a, a significant arc for a character. At, at least I think so. And, you what, know, what about Big Lebowski? Little, what about Big Lebowski? Let, let's compare it to the there's Big a, Lebowski. There's an arc for the character. Minimal. And how dare you, and not by a the lot way, of plot. how dare you compare this film to The Big Lebowski? I'm just saying, actually, that's a pretty fair comparison. No, it is not a fair comparison. Fun, fun characters to watch. You have likable characters. Am- amazing performances. Amazing actors yep. doing... Wait, which movie are you talking about? Napoleon Dynamite? Ton, no, I'm just <laughs> doing a shit ton of good work with The Big the Big Lebowski. You've got a, a fun like film noir detective story going on there. Sure, sure. But that's done with like a loafer. like. There's a there's a purpose. There's still a mission statement to the Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. There is not that for Napoleon Dynamite. It's just, it's just to, to have fun, just to, just to have some kooky characters and their relationships. And there is some it some is dynamics that change. To me that you can love Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> And shit on No Holds Barred. Uh, oh, please. No Holds Barred is asking to no be Holds shit Bard on. No Holds Barred has please. a plot. You at least know what our protagonist is about from the beginning to think, the end. I think you mean plots. <laughs> it's, it's a pile of shit. It's I hate when you're hurt. <laughs> or scared. But see, see, you're making my point for me. A story <laughs> does not a film make. No, no you, you do need a story. No, You no, do you need a really. story. No. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm saying you just you're what the fuck, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> you're pointing to No Holds Barred as as uh, I'm as some pinnacle you, that Napoleon no, Dynamite. I am not calling it a pinnacle. Reaching for. Uh, no, that is not. You're putting words in my mouth right I'm now, just sir. Saying. I'm just saying that it's amazing that you love Napoleon Dynamite yes. and shit on No Holds Barred. That's a, that. I think 90 percent of the population would. Sh- are you saying No Holds Barred is a better film than no, Napoleon? No, I'm saying that okay. No Holds Barred at okay. least has a plot. No Holds Barred has a That's direction that it's going You don't need to have... Not you all do f- need to have a plot, man. It's, you know what, Joe? This is a tone poem. Let's oh, okay. Put it that way. Tell me Napoleon more about Napoleon Dynamite it. is a tone poem. Okay. Yeah. 
Tell it's, me more about your, your tone poem. It's, it's exactly what it is. Because I feel like this tone poem is tone deaf. It's an art style. It's, it's tone deaf. It's its own. How are you going to follow a protagonist <laughs> around? A, a protagonist around who he never does anything for anybody else. Not true. It, no, it is true. Not true. At the no, very end. It is true. Let's talk about this for a second. End, Joe, at the very end, when, when, when he, he dances, dances, he's still doing that for himself. He's not doing he's it for himself. He's still doing that for himself. No, because right. throughout this entire movie, right. Napoleon Dynamite, he has shown us that he has got these delusions of grandeur. He he wants to be loved and he wants to be feared and delusions respected. Of grandeur? He wants to. T- <laughs> I'm out of it for a little while, and everybody starts having delusions <laughs> of grandeur. Dude, have you seen the stuff from Galaxy's Edge? Yes, I did. I was oh reading a review of it. God. Is that your mecca? Yeah, th- I told I told my sister today. I told Sarah. I was like, I need I, that. I need to do this before I die. Oh yeah, I need to wait do for this the Disney World one though. Wait, which opens oh I'm gonna at wait. Yeah, I'll August. wait for the Florida one. That's gonna be the better one. I don't it's gonna have a the- ride. That the Disney yeah, World it is. land one that does not have. <laughs> it's going to be my big Star Wars boner. <laughs> <laughs> Please cut that out. No, I'm leaving that in. That's hilarious. Uh, mm. All right. So, uh, so no, he, he's got these... He wants to be important. He wants to be like... We know this about Napoleon. Throughout the entire movie, he is selfish, self-centered. He has no sympathy but for anybody else. But he doesn't want the spotlight. No empathy. He does, though, because he's always talking about, like, I'm going to be your security guard. I've got nunchucks, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight things, and all this shit. He's just trying to find so his when place. So he dances at the end, oh. and everybody's saying, oh, he did that for Pedro... Fuck that! You I think, don't understand uh, what's going on with that. character. I think you're missing the subtle context, subcontext. Oh yeah, of that character. No, you you see it on his face. You can tell when when he's standing next to Pedro when he finds out there has to be a skit. Pedro is running for uh, class president. If you uh-huh. haven't seen Napoleon Dynamite, uh-huh. stop listening right now and go watch it. It's awesome. Uh, and uh, he's so crestfallen. Pedro mm-hmm. is when he realizes he doesn't have a skit. He's just watched uh, Summer. And the uh, the happy too, hands too larger than life or whatever they call. I love when they cut to her boyfriend in the audience. He's like that oh, dude. Yeah, I love that guy. He, he is the Draco Malfoy <laughs> of Napoleon Dynamite. He is a tall, skinny, just waspy looking <laughs> motherfucker who you just want to punch throughout the entire film. Uh, but he's so enjoyable to watch. Yeah, and when he real when Napoleon realizes that uh, Pedro may lose to poor Summer, he uh, he, he he sucks it up. And uh, he he takes one for the team, and he, he puts it all though. out there. He, he does doesn't. it for Pedro. He doesn't because because he he's does his it best because friend. now it's his time. He finally has something he can do mm. that he can show off. I don't that's think so. that's the way it it comes across. That's not how At I read no it. No point. Like when when um what's her name the t- uh, teammate Deb. Deb yeah when she calls him up because Rico like is like hey Napoleon said you might need this the oh, yeah, increase the your bust how uncomfortable is that but what does he do to earn her friendship back. You know what? What does he do? I noticed that too. Yeah, she just comes over and she's like, "Let's play tetherball." Because he said so, he said uh, he would buy her a fish. <laughs> he, I, I caught you a fish. Caught you a delicious bass. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. You know, sometimes I like a little irreverence comedy in my films. And if you're in doubt, <laughs> and if you're in danger, take a look all around, and I will be there. I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right words to say. I know they don't sound the way I plan them to be. And if you win one round with nobody, I promise you, I promise you. This movie's a piece of shit. No, it's not. It's so fun, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I The Jamiroquai song is great, though. I love all the little... Uh, how fun is it? Joe, at least ask or answer me this. 
<laughs> Riddle me this. Did you laugh at all during any of the segments that weren't Uncle Rico? Uh, the grandma on the dune buggy? No, I didn't laugh. Around? I didn't laugh at that. Oh, that POV shot. I didn't laugh at that. I laughed at I did laugh at uh Napoleon and Kip. Like when Napoleon tries to hit Kip and Kip blocks it and hits him in the head. Yeah. Like that was funny. And I thought it was funny when he slapped Kip as he walked to the door. A lot of slap boxing. That's about it. No, that's, I mean, that's it. The physical comedy? The the physical, those, that, that point. Oh, that and when uh, Napoleon and Pedro are trying to make their sweet jumps off the ramp. (laughs) You ever make any sweet drums? Uh huh. And Napoleon tries, and he crashes the ramp. His his speech pattern, the way he, he's so tall and lanky, and when he, he like runs off defeated. I, I I don't know what it is. I can't help but laugh every time you, I, I see him. Let me ask you this. Do you identify with this character? Um, I mean, in the sense that, you know, in high school, everyone's trying to <laughs> find their way. You're trying to impress girls. Friend of show Hillary Evan Thomas yes. has a friend named LaFonda, by the way. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Was she named after this? Well, I guess she'd probably be <laughs> she, too young at this point. Unless she, you're she has a 10-year-old friend named with LaFonda. A 15-year-old. Is it spelled the same way? I it's think like... It, no, I think it's Fonda, no. like Jane Fonda, yeah, like, like La Fonda. L-A-F-A-A-W-N, right? Yeah, La, La Fonda. Fonda. Which is, and that's a nice kind of like... Uh, <laughs> Fucking Rico. Surprise. You pay too. for that? That costs money? <laughs> like per minutes when you're on that? It's like, well, the plan that she's on, yes. <laughs> <laughs> she does She does get upset because I spend three or four hours. Fucking Rico, man. I fucking <laughs> love Uncle Rico. He's such a piece of shit. But he I, really is. John Grice is so good in this role. Oh, he was the Wolfman in Monster Squad. No. Yeah, he was the Wolfman. Oh, you're kidding. First comes Dracula, <laughs> then the Wolfman too. Busted my ear. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, no, yeah, I, I I do feel like majority of when I would guffaw would be mm-hmm. when Rex and Rico were on the screen. And especially when they were sharing a scene together. At the end together? Yeah. Well, all he has to do is just walk in and he sees uh, <laughs> Uncle Rico standing over Starla. <laughs> With pots. <laughs> and he just... That's all it takes. You know what happens next. You know what I thought was was odd though. Like, who was that woman on the bicycle who rides up at the end? I think that's Rico's ex that left him. Because uh, he talks about that, right? Doesn't he talk about that earlier in the film? Interesting. And that's why he's she... living in a in a van. How did down she know by where to river. find him? <laughs> well, I mean, he, I think he set up shop back where he was before. That's true. Oh, he's so sad to his he's character with his broken right arm, so he has to try to throw with his left. <laughs> he's very. Uh, he's like. Um, What's his name? He's like the Matthew McConaughey. 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 Somebody finally pronounced the name worse than I have. <laughs> Matthew Mac- Mac- McConaughey. <laughs> character from uh, Days Confused. Except if that guy were a loser, let me say, more of a loser. If, well, it's the same character just like 20 years later. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Still trying to relive those glories, buying time machines <laughs> off of eBay. Did you get your money back? <laughs> It doesn't work. <laughs> so I could have told you that. <laughs> Everybody's uh, holding They're his nuts. crotch. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, again, you're. I'm not going to try to defend the plot or the story. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a it's it's like a Saturday Night Live film, right? There's a series of sketches starring all these same characters. They just happen to be characters that are super fun to watch. Yeah, and uh, I never get tired of. Well, I could that's... I could have used a sequel. I think. Uh, well, there was an animated sequel. 
You, yeah. you, and you didn't watch it. I, did, well, I which, didn't even know it was which on. Which speaks volumes about Nobody how did. much you loved this movie. I knew it came out. Again, it was just it's kind of a flash in the pan. It's hard to recreate that magic. I don't know. I don't no, know. Because you know what? Someone has recreated that magic, and they did a much better job. And I'll share about that later. Oh, ooh. Mm. Well, that's, that's called that's a, a tease, tease, folks. In the business. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, let's see. What else can we talk about? Speaking of uh, Rico and LaFonda mm-hmm. and uh, Kip, did you stick around after the credits? No. Oh, there's something after the credits. Are you movie. kidding? You haven't Dude, seen the post credits. I couldn't wait to piece the fuck out when this movie was done. I was like, okay, tetherball and done. Oh, uh, that's too bad. And because... I deleted it from my computer. Oh well, well uh, I'll send. I'll airdrop no, it to you right okay. now, Joe. No, 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 just no, accept. No, no, it's okay. Accept me. <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah. There's a whole credit sequence, uh, post credit sequence with LaFun and Kip getting married. You did not see this. What? They bring everybody back. Deb is there. The grandma's there. Uncle Rico's there. Yeah, we get, you got to pull this up, man. We're going to watch it after this podcast. No, that's um, okay. And then... Uh, um, I, I think after this is done, I am happy to close the door fun, on Napoleon but Dynamite But Na- Napoleon is not there, and everyone's like, where's Napoleon? And then finally... Uh, and he's dancing with Jim Aaron. No, after the... <laughs> after the is he uh, dead? No. Please tell me he's dead. Like, he got... He went to, like, the Gulf War, and he's dead. It's like the second half of... He tried to nunchuck some guy. Full metal jacket, yeah. <laughs> you have any skills? Nunchuck skills or, or bow hunting well, damn, skills? damn, son! <laughs> Arlie, Ermy, and Napoleon Dynamite? That'd be great. I'd watch that. There's my recast Unfortunately, right there. Arlie, Ermy's not with us anymore. That is right. He is not. Um, but, yeah, and then Napoleon Dynamite uh, rides up on a stallion. I tamed this stallion for you. And uh, yeah, it's a fun little uh, little sequence at the end. Uh-huh. Can't believe you stuck around for it. See, I agree with Devin. Devin said he's tired of the post credit sequence. Just put it in the fucking movie. <laughs> put it in the movie. Oh, well, you, uh, actually, there's a good reason for that, Devin. And apparently, I'm getting shit from Hillary for not watching Alien Resurrection. We watched Alien Resurrection. I guess I didn't watch it. We did that on the podcast. Up your ass like a resurrection. Didn't we do that? I on think this I think we did. I just think I didn't watch the whole thing. Oh well, Hillary, it's because we knew you were going to be on. So we we can't have conversations. This is why we don't do the Facebook. <laughs> we catch ourselves talking about. It. No, but seriously, I mean, we're gonna uh, no. Okay. The reason that that post credit sequence was the reason not is you in the uh, uh, in the the actual meat of the film was because they added it on after it had such a great reaction. Uh, in all the, um, the art house film, the, the the festivals, yeah, the screenings and the festivals, um, and there was like a bidding war over this film. Joe, everybody saw the potential of Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon. Yeah. Uh, so why haven't they done another one? The, because, well, what would you do with a sequel to Napoleon Dynamite? I'd kill Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I think I just told you, Arlie Ermy. They'd go to they'd go to Nam, and, and uh, what if they did like a Bill and Ted bogus journey where it's like Napoleon and Pedro in hell. <laughs> Trying to earn their way into heaven? Really? I like what that. did Pedro do that he's in hell for? No, nothing. Well, I don't know. We don't know. He was part of that gang, wasn't I do, he? I do love that he His made cholos. The, he, he, in the he, credits. He, cholo number one and Cholo yeah. number two is how they're, <laughs> they're listed. His friends. And he had the, the thing of summer. The, the pinata. <laughs> the pinata. Of summer. And he gets and in he, trouble. The principal. You know what? That is something that I will say is very relevant to now, is the way the principal reacts to Pedro is really, like, just not not even subtly racist. Like, the way he treats him. Yeah, he's like, this is how we do stuff up here in the USA. Yeah, the, it's it's a uh, an embarrassment to the people of Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know how they do it in Mexico, I think is what he says. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is fun. Oh, and then, see, this is the other thing we're not talking about, Joe. So it's it's funny as hell. We all know that. Everybody mm-hmm. could agree. Uh-huh. Um, but also, I think what what uh, connects with <laughs> I audiences... Like, I like how you present your opinion and, like... <laughs> it's fact. You, 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 like, 
pre-wrap everybody in your opinion and like everyone I think everybody can hey, agree on this l- listen Joe it's the one f- station that everyone at work can agree on a $400,000 film does not make $46 million no that's true without uh, without a little something a little magic a little spark yep. and, and I would argue John Grice and Diedrich Bader but also I would argue a little bit of heart I think that and soul that uh, there's a little bit of soul. Give in there. a little bit of heart and the soul. The dance he's doing is certainly very soulful and funky, thanks wow. to the uh, the cassette mixtape from Lafonda. Lafonda, Lafondra. So, LaFondra. are we to believe that Jamiroquai is her cousin? Because she says like this is something my cousin, my cousin made. My cousin made this. I didn't get that. So, impression. like that, her cousin made the mix, or yeah. that okay, yeah. Because for like a split second, I was watching this going, oh. So Jamiroquai is her cousin, and maybe this takes place like early before Jamiroquai was a thing, <laughs> and like he was discovered by Napoleon Dynamite. That's an interesting theory. Do you think that that school, full of its bigotry and <laughs> and just small mindedness, yeah. do you think that 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 school like they would actually get up and applaud Napoleon Dynamite after that dance? Okay, so it's a little unbelievable. There, there is that. Um... Agreed, Devin. Jamiroquai did power this film. <laughs> No, that's one of those things you see every now and then where um, there's no way. Bill and Ted. Keep coming back to Bill and Ted. Keep coming back to Bill and Ted. The the Station. That's right. Station. The number one station that we can all agree on. Station. The, uh, man, I hope Bill and Ted 3 is able to... Bring Station back? Rise above. No. Dude. Rise above. Really? The bogusness. Really, though? Of part two. Really? Yeah. I didn't mind Bogus Journey. I didn't like it as much as the first one. The best thing about it was the Grim Reaper. Okay. William. Agreed. Whatever. Yeah, 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 What's yeah. What's his name? William Atherton. No, no, William Atherton. Uh, William Sadler. Sadler. Yeah. As uh, as uh, the Grim Reaper. Would you hear? He was so good. Coming man. back as well. Yeah, William Sadler. Not Sadler's coming great. back. Rufus, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. <laughs> he and. Uh, but they are addressing that. He and Early Ermy. They've said that they're addressing the fact that Rufus isn't going to be around. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Is it? Yes, it's Dude, sad. I'll tell you George what, man. Carlin you know what's sad? It's sad Tennessee. that Alex Winter's still with us and George Carlin's <laughs> gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go on record with that. Liquid Televisions? <laughs> Alex, <laughs> Alex Winter? Winter? The, the Lost Boys, Alex Winter? <laughs> yeah, with his bare midriff. <laughs> Listen to our Lost Boys episode from... Say hello uh, to the night. 2015? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, Joe, this film has heart. I, I got a little... Uh, not choked up, choked but up. it was it was very touching at the end when Pedro finally wins class president. Even though, dude, you just like unrealistic fucking bullshit that scenes that are like kind of horribly edited together to like polyphonic spree music. Like that that is that is your fucking bread and butter. <laughs> so I can bit. say you're gonna get. I could put like fucking just footage of iguanas running around to on that like, music to, to that music, and you'd be like, it's beautiful, man. Probably, I am easily manipulated. Make it by symmetrical, music. like it's a Wes Anderson film. Dude, and you'd be yeah. like, oh my god, that captured my childhood. But you know what? It's not just that. It's uh, and and I I take umbrage with your uh, Dolores umbrage horribly edited <laughs> moniker because uh, the editing I think is actually really spot on on this film. Disagree. The comedic pacing, the uh, the, com- the scene when they're. Uh, <laughs> The, the the scene when they're uh, plastering all the posters all over school. To the A-Team theme song? Yes, and it's all those quick, tight uh, push-ins. Yeah, thank you, the, Sam Raimi. And then they do the... Uh, it's a complete homage to Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi... Uh, what are you about, about to say about Sam? You watch what you say about Saint Sam. That was not done for... Com- well, it was done for comedic effect, but not in the same... His style of comedy is more campy. He, he's, he does great horror camp, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is. I just love that sequence because it was so intentional and ends on the high five there's some great like hard cuts out of scenes in this film that really punctuate the uh the the joke i think a lot of times all right i'm not getting any traction from you i can tell no but that's okay because 
Uh, 74% of audiences, Joe. They agree with you. Agree with me. No, they agree with you. As do critics. You're right. I mean, then again, how many people voted for Trump? (laughs) 75% (laughs) also. Uh, All right. So I see that we're probably not going to make the other one budge when it comes to this movie. Impossible. Uh, Do you have any other other notes? Hmm. Have we gone through all the characters? We've gone through Grandma. We did Uncle Rico. Mm -hmm. Um, We haven't really talked about Summer too much. I mean, uh, or what, Trish. What, is there, what is there to say about Trisha, Summer? Yeah. Uh, that she is Hillary Duff's sister? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's something. There's <laughs> a, a, who's the big name in this film? Uh, that would be. Uh, Do, who, who is the big name when it Diedrich, comes to uh, Not Diedrich Bader. Bader? No. No? Then who? Wow. I Maybe. Don't know. Yeah, probably Diedrich Bader. <laughs> he might be the Office Spaces Diedrich Bader. Bader. Is the uh, two yeah. chicks at the same time? <laughs> the kind it takes to get with me. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess Diedrich Bader would be the big and name. maybe Deb because uh, she was the little girl in Waterworld. Well, and she was also in Veronica Mars. Coming soon to an episode of the Editing Bay. Yeah, not Veronica Mars. <laughs> Waterworld, but Waterworld. Dude, we're gonna have to sit through that fucking movie. I know. Well, you should. By the way, <clears throat> you should be happy that we're watching Napoleon Dynamite this week, and not my original pick was, which was going to be uh, the 1999 Godzilla. With Matthew Broderick. Go, go, Godzilla! In honor of, and I use that word loosely, uh, the new Godzilla, which I hear is just abysmal. Really? Yes, not good in good reviews. Oh, no. No surprise. The first one was uh, wildly mediocre. This one, uh, apparently even worse than that one. I, so, du- I dug that one. Do not see... Go see Booksmart. Do not see... Dude, um, I've been hearing a whole bunch Godzilla. about this Booksmart movie. Yeah. Uh, so Olivia Wilde, this is her directorial debut? That's right. Wow. A couple of unknowns. Well, Jonah Hill's sister. Is oh. one of the two leads. Okay. But just supposed to be uh, really funny. Actually, Billy Lord, Carrie Fisher's daughter, also has a starring role in that. Nice. Supposed to be really good. Okay. I got a copy of it. I'll give it to you. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, please. Send I mean, no, my, I don't. Still in theaters. Way. Actually, uh, you should support that movie. All right. What, what else do you have? Uh, what other, whatever. Who, who, we got all the characters. I guess that's all the characters. I think right? that's it. Yeah. All right. So, I, what was the point of this movie? Just uh, to surprise and delight, Joe. Mm. Who would have thought uh, somebody feeding a llama would be so uh, comedic? <laughs> Somebody who would have thought uh, caged animals would be would be funny. Yeah. That, that chicken farm scene, uh, which maybe doesn't hold up. It is disgusting. It is it disgusting. Is fucking disgusting. But uh, still funny watching him <laughs> hold two and chickens then, like, by their feet. And then sitting there for two minutes watching them eat. <laughs> fucking just open mouth chewing, That's, eating. They're they're drinking raw eggs. However, there was that farmer that just incoherently is like. <laughs> All right, save right, save right, right over there. That farmer is the one who marries Kip and Lafondre at the oh, very end. He's the priest. You've got to see that scene. That's C, kind Joe. of funny. All it's right, worth a, after this is done, we'll, we'll take a watch look it. At we'll post it on the uh, so Facebook obviously page. you would recommend yes, Napoleon Dynamite. It's so funny, man. I would not. Uh, I feel like this movie has little to no redeeming qualities. Uh, the characters are all unlikable. No. And we go so long before any kind of legitimate plot is established. And by that point, it's far too late for any kind of significant character development. Now, what what about Deb? Deb is not unlikable. Mm, but she has no dimension. When she's given... No, well, Deb only exists so that way Napoleon has, like... Someone to work off of, but like she's she is, so sweet, and that is why she is a horribly written female character. Well, sure, everybody in here is horribly written. They're not. They're they're caricatures. They're not actually characters. She's sweet. Tina Majorino is very sweet. Yeah, we were talking about whether we would recommend it or not, and you said that you would. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, I. It's got a mindless. Said um, absolutely not. It's got a lot of heart and, uh, and some, soul. Some uh, some things that'll uh, stick with you long after uh, the credits have rolled. I, that surprised me, man. Yeah. What's what sticks out to you? 
Uh, what is from this film? Something good? No, just or what, just, 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 what just something out. memorable from this film uh, for you. It, just dirt in the positive. Dirty. <laughs> Everything felt dirty. I just felt dirty watching it. Like I, I needed oh. a shower after what? watching. What? Why? Just every, I just felt dirty. I felt it's like it's like going. This movie is like going to your your aunt, like the the aunt and uncle that you don't like to go visit because like they've got the dirty plastic on their couch that, and they put the plastic on the couch to keep the couch from getting dirty, but then the plastic stays dirty and they never fucking clean it. Like yeah. that's what this movie feels like. It feels like visiting those relatives. All right, I can and do that. I just couldn't wait to fucking leave and go back home. It is very uncomfortable. Uh, some of the things that go on, and yet. Almost ahead of its time, I would say, in this yeah. film in that way. Okay. When, when we have uh, TV shows like The Office that uh, revel in their uncomfortableness. But you know what? The Office, better characters, better situations, well, yes, it's way a, funnier. It's not a 90-minute film. It has to keep your interest and there have to be... But I, I will... Well, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say I'll watch Napoleon Dynamite before I watch The Office. Not true. Uh, they're, they're, they're very different. But I just love... I love the style. Mm-hmm. No, I love the art direction. I love the costumes. I love the characters. It's it's. So I love fun. that you use the term art direction. It's a world that I want, dude. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to live in this world. I do want. No, they but have I want wired phones. But I want to revisit it. And did you see the computers they were? <laughs> you would be fucking miserable That's in this true. world. That's true. Uh, okay, what did Napoleon Dynamite? They do have VCRs though, and Walkmans. Dude, I have a TV with a VCR in it in my car that you can have. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Yeah, I have, seriously. Yeah, you could seriously have it. I will take it's that gonna off go, your hands. It's going to go to the fucking dump. You know what I'm going to do? It. I'm going to buy the VHS uh, cassette of uh, Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. I'm just going to watch it. On you this should get all the, the animated series too, <laughs> while you're at it. Is that on VHS? And get get the greatest of MTV films. Get Joe's apartment. <laughs> Joe's apartment. Dead man on campus. Coming soon to an episode. Yeah. Idle hands. Idle hands. All the MTV <laughs> films. Uh, all right. So, what did Napoleon Dynamite do right? Uh, I've already listed a couple, but uh, I think ultimately, if if you're calling your film a comedy, it has to make you laugh, and this film makes me laugh every time. Oh, okay. All right. Well, despite all the ways the film does not speak to me, uh, I'm um, going to concede that there are a few times where I found things to be genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I mentioned before, specifically the performances of John Grice and yeah. Diedrich Bader. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed like those two performers... I'm going to echo what I said earlier. It's like they understood the world that they were inhabiting and knew how to make the characters transcend that uh, and be engaging and amusing. So that and the opening title sequence yeah, were what this movie did the best. Opening title sequence. What do you think of the music? Uh, that were like recorded on a Casio keyboard. I didn't like, like that. I didn't like the know? Casio keyboard music. I liked some of the popular music that they used. Yeah. Uh, because I'm a fucking hopeless '80s fanatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, Forever Young yes. and The Promise. Like I love that stuff. So yeah, bring it and Jamiroquai. Like that Jamiroquai <laughs> yeah. song is super fun. Uh, that's that's about it. What did All Napoleon right. Dynamite do wrong? I mean, uh, you're pinpointing it by talking about the the plot or lack thereof, or really just any sort of cohesive story. This is a hodgepodge of of scenes of uh, little sketches that are uh, loosely stitched together. Um, so there, there's not a lot of character developments. There's not a lot of um, over, like you said, any character arcs. Very slight character arcs. <laughs> But um, Jason Cox, most of enough it, of a change. Most of it is what it did wrong. <laughs> oh, man, it's a fun I'm movie. A, I'm going to like that with a heart. Hey, no fair. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I think it's fun. Uh, I think the fact that the hero of our tale is just about the worst fucking person <laughs> is one of the things that this movie did fucking wrong. idiot. Uh, I didn't have fun experiencing this adventure through his eyes. He's irredeemably selfish. Can you see his eyes? His uh, eyes are like shut throughout 90% of the film. Part of the problem. There you go. At no point do I feel like Napoleon has a moment where he thinks to of something other than himself, other than what he wants. Pedro! Like everything. I'll help Pedro become class president because I want to be a Secret Service guy. No! I'll help Deb get her products out there to the school, but because I want her to be my girlfriend, maybe because it seems like something I should be interested in now, uh, I'll put myself out there and dance to help Pedro. He's an anti-hero, Joe. really, it's simply furthering his own desire for attention and importance. What this movie did wrong was it tried to craft this whole nothing burger story around an <laughs> underdeveloped and unsympathetic micro-idea of what's supposed to be a character. All right. It's hard. To, hard. <laughs> I mean, what you're saying isn't wrong. But it's still done in an entertaining way. Like, there is a version of this film that is not nearly as fun, that is that is a little bit darker, uh, and really makes you hate these characters. But let me tell you, there's a version of this story that's way more fun, and way more funny, and it's called fucking Hot Rod. Uh... It's No, dude, fucking Hot Rod is okay. way funnier, and it's the same fucking concept of what it is that we're dealing with with Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, but you have some... Napoleon Dynamite is this fucking... It's this weird masturbatory fucking fantasy for student filmmakers yes. who think they've got some kind of like, I'm going to tell just a story no. like, okay. about my childhood and like my... <laughs> My fucking and like it doesn't have to have like what you were saying. It doesn't have to have a plot. It's just life. I don't this think... isn't life though. This isn't how life. And I, uh, Bill Chandler's like he's a teen boy, <laughs> but he's but I mean teen boys. How I was a teen boy. Do you know how fun I was to be around when I was a fucking teen boy? I can only imagine. Not Joe. very, <laughs> not very fucking fun. And That's so to hard come to back to that, it's like oh Jesus Christ! I, I don't think he's painting this character as any sort of hero to be looked up to. I don't think it's masturbatory. I think it's very. <laughs> Kind of honest in the, in his faults that uh, that he has. Bill Chandler, I'm I'm liking yeah. your comment with a big old a big old laugh. Face. If uh, I loved you in uh, Friday Night Lights, <laughs> Bill Chandler, yeah, he's uh, the coach, right? There we go. Yeah, uh, it's Kyle Chandler. So uh, yeah, it was it was Kyle Chandler. But okay, so that said, I have recast this movie. Yes, with the cast of Hot Rod. Oh, there That you is go. my whole theme, because oh. watching this whole thing, I'm like, you know, I've seen a similar story to this, but done in a way that spoke to me a little bit more, mm-hmm. that was more entertaining, and got in and out quicker. Totally different style of humor, um, equally as irreverence, I would add. Um, but, yeah. uh, I don't know. I mean, you've got these these guys that are, like, stuck in, in like, the, I want nunchucks, and, like, the dude wants to fight his stepfather to earn his respect. Like, <laughs> that right. is totally a Napoleon Dynamite kind of fucking thing. Yeah. So, obviously, uh, my Rex, the uh, the Diedrich Bader character, mm-hmm. played by Will Arnett. <laughs> yes. Uh, I almost went that direction. Deb would be played by... Sarah's going to kill me. Uh-oh. Is it Isla Fisher? Oh, Isla... Isla? Isla. La Isla Bonita. Bonita. <laughs> So, but that's it. That's who would be playing Deb. Right. Uh, Pedro would be played by Jorma Tacone. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kip played by Bill Hader. Ooh, I like that. Yes, oh. and I'm gonna. You're gonna like this one even more because Rico mm-hmm. will be played by the guy who played Rico in Hot Rod, and that is gonna be Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. I like I'll throw that. this football over them fucking mountains. <laughs> and then obviously Napoleon played by Andy Samberg. This whole thing directed of by course. Akiva Schaefer. Oh, I like that. Yeah, the Lonely Island guys. There we go. I'm going to see them in a couple of weeks, actually. Thank you, Bill. Isla. Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. There you go. 
I own an island off the coast and of Costa Rica. Sarah, and Sarah backing him up. Did Isla. She? We're going to have like 20 people. Isla. It's Isla, dude. Uh, it, but it's uh, Isla sounds, sounds pretty Isla pretty Nublar. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. All right, here we go. Island of five deaths. So uh, you didn't do the grandma? Says. Didn't do the grandma? No, dude. She I got ran over by a reindeer. How about uh, Jane Lynch as that grandma? Love it. Right in the... Uh, Make a case of Dylan. Sand dunes. Uh, La Fonda. I went with Tiffany Haddish. She's hot this year. Uh, <laughs> Rex, she is. She's all over the place. I just like that. You, re- I would recast Kevin Hart in drag as LaFonda. <laughs> is it LaFondra? No, LaFonda. It's LaFonda. Rex, uh, I went with the aforementioned Kyle Chandler just because I love when he does comedy. Did yeah. you see a uh, game night? Uh, yes, I did. He's fucking he's, hilarious. He's in outstanding that. in that. movie. I wish he would do more comedy. That was what a sleeper fucking hit that movie. Yeah, was. it was. I don't think that got enough due. People mm-hmm. need to check out check out Game Night if you haven't seen that. With, uh, uh, on, the, on that same token, mm-hmm. I would also say check out Tag. Not as good as Game still Night. I haven't seen that. But still pretty freaking enjoyable. Add it to the list. Uh, Summer, I went with the uh, actress's name is Kiernan Shipka. She is uh, Sabrina, the new Teenage Witch yep. on Netflix. Yes, show. sir. Also from Mad Men. Uh, Uncle Rico, I went with Owen Wilson. Jenna actually wow. came up with that one. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, Kip, how about Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter. Skip. It's kind of nerdy. I saw a little bit of that. I yeah, did see it. Right? I saw a little bit yeah. of that. Uh, Your mom goes to college. Deb. This was another uh, Jenna Poole. How about Ellen Page is Deb? That's good. That's perfect, yeah, man. That is, that is really kind of got that feel, that vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pedro. I know it's not age appropriate, but goddamn, I love me some Michael Pena. <laughs> so, uh, have Michael Pena. His whole class president Pedro. speech. Could yeah. it just be him recapping everything <laughs> like, that's happened so, in the movie? So, so here's so the thing. Here's the thing, man. All right. <laughs> Want to run for class president? Uh, had the little bongos playing behind him. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Napoleon Dynamite. How about, uh, speaking of Scott Pilgrim. Pil- Pilgrim? Pilgrim? Scott Pilgrim? <laughs> Michael Sarah as uh, my Napoleon Dynamite. Okay, all right. Go. All this directed by Wes Anderson, of course. <laughs> it, it totally reeks of that like. Wes Andersonville. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, if you have any thoughts about Napoleon Dynamite that we haven't touched on, you can always talk back to us. Uh, if you're not watching us live, uh, thank you, by the way, everybody mm-hmm. who is, who's joined us for this. Uh, but you can also uh, reply back on our Facebook page. Go to facebook.com slash editingbay or just type Editing Bay in the search bar and find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that. And that's where you could talk back to us and let us know what you think about the movie. Uh, if you disagree, agree. If you've got movies you'd like for us to talk about in the future, go ahead and put your suggestions yeah. there. Uh, we also have, hey, check this out, guys. What? We've got a website. We do? Yeah, Joel, tell them all about it. It's www. No, uh, it's not to the editing bay. It's not editing bay. It's editingbay.com. Please go there, bookmark it. Anytime you need to know anything about our little podcast here, you're going to find it right there on editingbay.com. We have uh, an archive section where you can hear all of our last or all of our old episodes. Mm-hmm. We're quickly approaching 300 episodes, Joe. Can you believe yeah. that? You know what we're going to do for the 300th episode? 300? Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's actually that man. I have a lot to say about that movie. That movie has not aged very well. I don't. I didn't I don't enjoy think, it when it came out. Oh, did you not? No, I liked I was, it when I first saw it. I was one of the dissenting. Well, there we go. We've views. done the episode. There now. you go. Listen, to, this was our three hundredth episode <laughs> of three hundred. Uh, but I think this is what maybe two eighty three now uh, that we're up to. So uh, you're going to find all those past episodes because if you're subscribing, our our RS. That's hard to say. Our RSS feed uh-huh. uh, only shows, sadly, the most Man, there recent... there was that magical moment where like, all of our podcasts were available for yeah. like two weeks. They were all there on the feed. And if, uh, if you were lucky enough to get them then, 
then uh, you are one of the lucky few. Otherwise, you're going to have to go to editingbay.com. Guys, leave us a rating and review on your podcasting app. We'd appreciate that. Five-star rating would be fantastic. It helps It helps us get seen by other people. Like, if they look up other podcasts about movies and stuff, uh, we'll pop up if we have enough five-star uh, ratings. And leave us a review. Let us know what you like about the show. If, if you've got criticisms... That's fine. Make it a five-star criticism, though. and, uh, and we'll, we'll read we'll it on the it air. And, and if it isn't, <laughs> and it's stupid, we'll read it on the air. Yeah. And we'll, we'll kind of, uh, you know, make fun of you a little bit. <laughs> you're really enticing them. <laughs> That's right. It's quite a deal. Hey, uh, okay, so next week. Next week. We've got the uh, the new and final Fox X-Men movie. Summer movies. Coming out. Dark Phoenix. Kicking off. And uh, in honor of that. Mm-hmm. Honor. I would, <laughs> yeah, that, it, it, we're stretching it. Is we're anybody the into term. these films anymore? So? I, I'm still. I like X Men, and I'm super well, stoked that Marvel Disney has the X Men franchise now. But like, something went horribly wrong. It's in need of a reboot. It, it is. Uh, it, it's gotten stale, and it needs some fresh blood to to get in there. But uh, before that happens, mm-hmm. we've got this Dark Phoenix movie coming out, mm-hmm. and in honor of that. Uh, I would like to take a look at an X-Men movie I know you haven't seen. No, the one that I haven't seen. And I've only seen once, and I kind of I kind of apologize for this movie a little bit, and um, I'm curious to go back and look and see if, if my heart is in the right place. Uh, so we're going to check out X-Men Apocalypse. Yes. We're going to be joined by Hillary, who's been on the, uh, the chat. She's been talking back to us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be joined by Hillary. She's talked uh, about X-Men, the first movie with That's us right. before. And she's going to come back and she's going to talk to us uh, about this uh, X-Men apocalypse. It's the uh, the one where Sansa Stark first shows up is Jean Grey. Uh, we've got... Um, uh, 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 Damien Poe. Poe po Dameron. Poe Dameron. Dameron Poe. Poe Dameron is going to be the, uh, the villain in this one. comma Poe. And we've got uh, Olivia... Not not Olivia Wilde. Olivia Munn. Munn. Plays Psylocke. And oh, is she back again? We see... Tag team back, back again. Uh, no, so we've we've got like the problem with these X Men movies, and we'll talk about it next week more. But it's just like so like out of time where all these characters are supposed to Literally. be showing up with each other. Like, what? Psylocke isn't supposed to show up yet. What's going on? Like, Storm should have already been part of the team. We're gonna get all that nerdiness out of the way next week. Hillary joins us to talk about X Men Apocalypse. Is this a long film, Joe? Um, <laughs> it's. I think it's. About two hours long, oh. close to two hours. It's one of those epics, huh? Well, it's oh, an hour. It, the intro itself is like an hour long. Joe, Joe, Joe. What? Two hours and twenty four minutes. Holy shit! That's not bad, actually. It's that's kind of bad. It's yeah. kind of bad. It, only if it feels that long. <laughs> Endgame does not feel like a three hour. Endgame film. does not feel it's like flies by, man. Yeah, it's good stuff, mm-hmm. and it's going to make you feel real sad after watching Endgame. I think, <laughs> and now us going back to X Men Apocalypse. Uh. I'm, I fear how I'm going to feel about this. movie. Listen, it's got Jennifer Lawrence in it, and uh, I'll show up just for that and her porcelain skin. Yeah, that's painted over in this film. Yeah, Whoa, not, not a J Law fan. No, no, I like your, I like Jennifer Lawrence. I do. No, I I don't think everything she does is great. I don't think every Clearly little thing not. she does is magic. No, every little thing she does. Every little thing she does is magic. Uh, all right, so guys, mm. join us next week for X Men Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Hillary, looking forward to seeing you here. Yeah, yeah. Be here, uh, and maybe we'll uh, do a better job of promoting when we'll actually be recording. I, it. I did a thing like two minutes before we went live. I was like, "Get ready to go live." As I said, maybe we'll do a better <laughs> job of promoting when we'll actually be recording because we like to switch the days around. By we, I mean I. Jeez, it feels like Every a four-hour movie. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, uh, we'll see you next week. Jeff, thank you very much. Ugh. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Facebook, thank you. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye.
listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.